and welcome to Nintendo Week for the end of weeks of November 2020. I'm your host, Colin McIsaac, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Alex Plant. It's post-Thanksgiving, and I am fat. Lee Albanese. I'm just elated. I'm just happy. Sorry. <laughs> and back from the abyss, it is Dark Alex. Hi, how's it going? That's my Dark Alex voice. <laughs> Very dark and mysterious, yeah. <laughs> it's friendly darkness. So it's been a nice month. It seems like everyone's had a nice November. Hyrule Warriors came out. We're just we're just dropping the pretense of every every period between episodes being a week now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we know it's not. <laughs> it's it's the Nintendo weeks of November. <laughs> There you go. Um, exactly. Nintendo Listeners Wii. will it, never it, you know, lie to you. We'll, we'll be back there someday. Um, but yeah, so Hyrule Warriors came out. Uh, on the docket for this week, we're also going to talk about, I don't know how much the listeners have been following the Smash scene. There was this big house competitive tournament that Nintendo uh, sent a cease and desist to. That's some big news. Yeah. And uh, for the month of November, running through December 6th on most games, is a gigantic Black Friday eShop sale. So we're going to have a juicy eShop shout-out section to talk about all our favorite eShop games. Some wonderful hits that you can get on the very, very cheap 60-75% off even sometimes. Um, so it's going to be a great episode. Everybody, how you been this week? Month. Month, Month. terrible. Week, oh. excellent. <laughs> Things are looking up then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's because I finished school. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm fantastic right now. Fancy free. Yeah, I now. wanted it to be officially recorded too. I've been having plenty of weeks of USC free weeks, and uh, let me tell you, it's 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 a little overrated so far right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump right in. <laughs> The big news of the month, I feel, is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity came out for Nintendo Switch. Uh, The follow-up to the Dynasty Warriors crossover Hyrule Warriors, which launched originally on Wii U, then came out on 3DS, Deluxe Edition on Switch, uh, and now it takes place in the Calamity War in the Breath of the Wild sort of era timeline of the Zelda series. Um, And we have kind of an AMA section going on because as of yet, Alex Plant is the only one of us who has Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, My Pikmin 3 game this year is Pikmin 3, um, by which I meant my fall game this year is Pikmin 3. (laughs) (laughs) I just love Pikmin 3, so any chance I can get to say the name. And so we're going to do like a spoiler free kind of is this game for you? you? Pick, pick my brain. Pick the brain, yeah. men, three, discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you could just imagine the little Pikmin going into my brain and then coming out with little pieces of knowledge. Yeah. I love it. Well, great. So, all right. So, I'm not going to tell you what to think about it. You, you ask me what you, what we, what you want to know. Okay. So, you. what should I think about it? <laughs> What should you think about it? Yeah. Well, what did you think about Hyrule Warriors on Wii U? I loved it, I, but, I feel but like that... here's the thing. I loved that you got all these goofy characters from across the series. I loved that it was like, a lot of people have kind of had this complaint about the game, that it's like fan service deluxe, but I mean, that's awesome. I love getting all these crazy Yeah, sometimes characters. you need that. Yeah, that you love from just yeah. every corner of the series together in one place and 
bonking a bunch of goblins around. All right. Well, you're not going to get that in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So you're going to get heard. Breath of the Wilds, All-Stars. Uh, all the enemies you fought in Breath of the Wild are back. Some new, a couple new characters, but no, you know, weird pulls from other games. So just, just it seems to me like a lot of the weapon and armor and even combat mechanics, like in the runes, uh, are drawn kind of directly from Breath of the Wild. Like the combat almost feels more merged with Breath of the Wild than it did like with any other Zelda game as of the original Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got your you've got your runes. The thing the thing that I love about this is they've sort of taken the idea, the core ideas and Breath of the Wild sort of combat and ability stack, like runes for example, and they've because they have so many playable characters, now the abilities are uh sort of customized to each character. So Zelda, Zelda in particular is is very heavily based around runes. She uses the Sheikah Slate as her main weapon, and so like you, you get a lot of twists. Like Zelda has this really cool twist on bombs that I won't spoil, but if you use her, have fun with her bombs. Um, Impa has a really cool move that she does using uh, the the Cryo Rune. Uh, anyway, definitely if you, if you play the game, experiment with different characters and their runes because that, that's really where the the personality. Uh, stuff that you sort of loved about having a bunch of crazy characters in the first game sort of come through okay is in their sort of like twists on the breath of the wild moveset mm. uh you've also got your staples like headshots stunning enemies flurry rush is back parries are, are back so so all that the the cool tech stuff you can do in combat is, is back in hyrule warriors and uh I don't know because Hyrule Warriors is so fast so much faster paced in terms of like you're always facing enemies in, around every corner uh, you got you got plenty of chances to try to try out all the all the mm. characters and all their moves. Do you have a favorite character to play with? Oh God, uh, Impa is overpowered. So in that sense, right. Impa is really fun. Uh, I really like playing as Mifa. Uh, Mifa, as you might expect, uses that spear that uh, you can get as Link in in Breath of the Wild. Except for she's very very fast. And uh, it sort of takes the speed that if if you if you played Breath of the Wild, you know that the spears are kind of a yeah. fast weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes the, the speed and sort of amps it up to infinity. So she's like, nice. <laughs> I, I the way the way I was joking with my wife when I was playing, like, there was a, a map I went on where like I feel like I never got out of an attack combo for the first <laughs> few minutes. Uh, so that, I don't know. It's really it's really fun. I also like playing as uh, Zelda. Um, she starts off to a little difficult to use, but as you sort of progress her and grow her combos and stuff, she gets a lot more uh, powerful and, and, and fun to use. So, How is Hestu, yeah. my golden poop boy? Oh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I like him like on paper, but I don't... That's I haven't really played offensive. With him in... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's all right. Uh, I, he does, he, he does this thing where like he, he summons other Koroks to fight alongside him, beside him, which is kind of fun, but I haven't really like gotten settled into his moveset. Mm. So I haven't, I haven't really mastered okay. him. Uh, Are there 900 hidden Koroks also in this, uh, Oh this no, game? it's much more manageable. Okay. Um, <laughs> at a certain point in the game, you even unlock the ability to see which missions you're missing Koroks on. So that's like already way more manageable right. than breath of the and Wild. what do the koroks do in this game again do they expand weapon slots again yeah so okay so one thing that uh 
makes this game sort of different than the original Hyrule Warriors is each character can accumulate weapons uh, that you can either, you know, equip or fuse together to sort of stack their abilities into more powerful weapons and and power them up. Uh, But you have a limited inventory size. And yeah, the Korok Seeds expand your inventory size. So you can, you know, accumulate more. And weapons. does that expand I mean, it's the inventory of that important all the warriors or every warrior? All the warriors, find... yeah. Okay. Every Good. every warrior. Yeah. There's a I mean, for the most part though, the upgrade path is each warrior upgrades their combos and their hearts separately, but there are a bunch of other uh sort of like unlocks that you get that, that go across all characters. Like every once in a while you'll find a heart container which applies to all characters. Nice. Uh, there's stuff to like make the runes recharge faster. Uh, so yeah, th- those kinds of things are shared across characters. Cool. Cool. Are there the individual character skill trees, or is that all unified? Th- that the whole thing is across all the characters. Um, I mean, if you remember how it worked in yeah. Hero Warriors, you you'd unlock the the combo trees, right. and those are the yeah, those are specific to each character. Okay, so you'll do. Uh, did you play the demo at all? No, I kind of wanted to save this. Story. Uh, okay, yeah, I won't really get into it, but like side quests unlock combo trees, okay. and every character has some side quests that are dedicated to them. Yeah, it seems like there are a lot of yeah. missions, like a ton of of waypoints on the map. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about how the original Hyrule Warriors did its side content, it was the, the story mode was very much its own thing with a set number of story missions, mm-hmm. and they had the adventure modes, which was your side content. And here, that's all integrated. So as you progress through the story, more quests pop on the map, and you can do them as you go. Yeah, nice. I think it's a much better. I, like I like the adventure mode a lot on Hyrule Warriors, but like I, it felt so unmanageable to to sort of tackle it all. But it's because it's sort of integrated with the story here and it kind of with the combo system i felt a lot more motivated to do the side cool this time. okay okay when i watch um clips of just like characters destroying like like 50 bokoblins at the same time i i've always gotten kind of the impression that it it doesn't look like a super challenging game just because of how much damage it looks like you can put out um would you say it was a challenging game at all or yeah, so I mean, it's it's comparable to the original Hyrule Warriors in that like your regular enemies are like not a threat, and they're pretty much just exist right. to rack up your kill count. But uh, I've had a bit of trouble with some of the higher level enemies. I mean, you you'll recognize all the names from Breath of the Wild, but like Guardians are gotcha. there, Lionels are there, and those enemies can be tough, especially in some of the missions where they sort of restrict your ability to heal or limit you to defeating them within a certain time period. Uh, like, uh, so that, I mean, if you play on lower difficulties, you probably have a pretty easy time. I played on hard mm. and there came a point where I had to dial the difficulty down because I was hitting a wall and didn't want to grind. <laughs> so yeah, it gets pretty intense and they, and they'll, they'll throw a lot of tough enemies at you at once mm. as you go further. So that's when it really gets challenging. Nice. Uh, when you're, when you're playing a, a stage or a level, do you switch out between warriors during one level or do you kind of choose one before you start and you stick with that same person? you choose a couple usually sometimes it's one but usually in the story missions there's a couple Mm, warriors you can bring in uh sometimes you'll have some that are predetermined and then you'll be able to bring others with you sometimes you get to choose all of them uh but yeah most of them sort of expect that you but you'll be switching between characters nice so the original hyrule warriors had a whole dlc strategy do you foresee anything whether it was like planted there specifically or not 
coming to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, like new characters, adventure content, do they sort of leave the door open there in any way? Yeah, new characters, definitely. There's some characters in the game that are clearly scoped out to be playable but are not playable yet and they'll probably add them as dlc kind of like they did the villains from the first game okay i don't know if that'll be attached to story content i could totally see it being but i don't really know what they have i don't don't think they've really left any well i guess maybe they've left some threads open but i can't really aside from maybe having a more fleshed out villain arc uh i don't know where exactly they'd go with it uh, I do think there's some potential to do story expansion based on the way that it ends and where the ending kind of leaves off. I won't spoil what mm. that means exactly, sure. but there's some dangling threads there that I think they can tackle. Uh, this game does have some post-game content that I haven't finished yet, so maybe if I finish that, it'll answer some of do that. Do you think it um, gives any threads to uh, what might be revisited in Breath of the Wild 2 at all? Um, possibly, but I think it, I was expecting something a little clearer, a little bit more fleshed out in terms of like, oh, well, here's this whole, you know, part of the backstory of Ganon or something that like we, we, we've unearthed and that doesn't really, the story doesn't really go. Oh, interesting. So it's not even really like a prequel? I mean, the story is very much focused on, like, the characters involved in the Calamity. It's not really focused on, like, what they're going to do in future games. Right. If that makes sense. Huh. Not quite, but we're trying to go spoiler-free, so I won't press it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to go spoiler-free. Yeah, if, yeah. I guess the way I'd put it is is it's fan service if you love those characters and wanted to see more of them and their relationships and the part they played in this great war. It's not really, like, creating new things that they'll touch on in the scene, as far as I can tell. Okay, well, that sounds awesome. All in all, Alex, if people did not like Hyrule Warriors, the original version, would you say that this one is worth checking out? Uh, If you really hated Hyrule Warriors and didn't like the gameplay at all, this game's probably still not for you. But if you just wanted it to be a little bit more challenging or you wanted the things like the items to be more useful or you, you wanted characters that felt sort of more different from each other. I don't know why you'd feel that way after the first Hyrule Warriors, but maybe <laughs> you would. Uh, it, it's definitely imp- it's definitely a better Hyrule Warriors game, I would say, than the first one. Cool. Excellent. Well, next up, um, I don't know how much anyone knows or cares to talk about this. Um, I, you know, not too much me personally, but it's uh, it's been talk lately. Nintendo shut down a big house Super Smash Brothers tournament. Big House is the name of the uh, organization. Um, I haven't looked too much into this uh, personally. Uh, I just figured maybe we should talk about it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know just enough to maybe yeah. say a little bit about it, but not enough to really speak totally competently. Right. I don't know much about it at all, so please enlighten me as to what happened. Well, okay, well, this then this is going to be a little bit more of a biased take then, but uh, what I've just sort of seen is a bunch of people in the Smash Bros. community, like, really angry Nintendo, how could you do this? How could you shut down this tournament that, uh, for context, was using an online Smash Bros. Melee mod called Slippy, um, which hacked the game, oh, that's uh, ran it with great <laughs> net code, so you could actually play, you know, really great online battles of Smash Bros. Melee, but it requires illegally hacked copies of the game. Right. And um, mm. so my kind of take on this, that I feel like a lot of people are, are 
overlooking is that Nintendo as a sponsor in the past historically of this event must have some some sort of legal obligation. I'm not a lawyer. I haven't looked at this at all, but some sort of obligation to say we cannot support this event as long as we know it's breaking the law. Like they have to say yeah. stop. And in, in that they issued a statement on the event too which I felt was very uncharacteristic of Nintendo. If they don't want to you know, something to happen. They have no obligation to say anything about it. But they people reached out for comment and they responded to it and said, we know that they were using copied versions of the game and that's illegal and we had to intervene. It's not, it didn't say like, you know, we support this but not this. It was said we had to stop it. So, I don't know. That's right. just my feeling is... is there's a legal reason that just, just this has to be the situation. You can't organize a tournament with pirated versions of a video game. Yeah, but to me, it's just like Nintendo's really precious about that, too. Like, they tend not to like it when you're emulating things. That's why they shut down streams on Twitch. Like, it's just generally, I feel like Nintendo is very, um, they want you to play the way that they put it out. And they don't necessarily want people spreading in a public form right. stuff that isn't official. And that's kind of always been their stance on it. Yeah. At least that I remember. So I'm not surprised. Like, even even if it wasn't for legal reasons, I'm not surprised that they would shut it down because that's kind of what they do. <laughs> yeah. In, in a very neutral sense, you know? Yeah, it's definitely not surprising. That's my take. <laughs> in a way, I feel like they're pretty lenient, though, too, with a lot of stuff like Project M got a cease and desist because I believe there was third-party content that was coming into Smash Bros. Ultimate. But, like, Project M still floats around out there. I'm not saying anyone should go and support it. But, uh, you know, if if they really cared right. to crack down on, like, Pokemon hacks, you know, they would. But they don't. And I think it's a lot. there's a lot of recognition from within Nintendo. Let's just let our fans have fun and be fans. And these big legal measures... I feel tend to happen only when they literally have to happen. Yeah, I think what you were saying about the, having the the copies of the game involved, uh, and that was sort of their their justification for stepping in. Like, if that's true, if people were really making digital copies of the game, yeah, I mean, this is the response you'd expect. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a legal fact. You gotta get you gotta stop it. Yeah, like if it was just like, oh, people are modding Smash Bros and they weren't sponsoring the event, like I, yeah, totally, I'd be up in arms and if they did a C and D on that. But they were sponsoring yeah. the event, as far as I, I've read, and it, it yeah, it, if it involved illegal copies of the game, then yeah, yeah, of course, this is what you'd expect from a company that's watching piracy happen. This is kind of unrelated. I was just trying to look up what it was, but there was like a specific. Uh, Pokemon hack that, like, Nintendo did shut down, and that was Pokemon Uranium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually about to bring that up, too. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to figure out why it happened. I remember I remember that happening, because we covered it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> of course I don't remember did. why why that out of there, because there's a million hacks out there. Right, that's why. what I'm trying to figure out, is why. Was it just, like, that it, like, got too popular? Maybe they want to release their own Pokemon Uranium one day, and they're like, eh, well... Let's not let these guys take it. Yeah, well, it might have it might have like actually started infringing on their market, yeah. and that's why they did it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to look back through their pattern of what they actually like C and D and see. Yeah, what they have and haven't. Yeah. Yeah. What what do they what do they avoid and what do they go after? My crazy theory here is that this fan game 
Uh, it's got the kind of green and black color scheme that Zygarde has. And the timing, we recently learned that they were planning a follow-up to Pokemon X and Y. Um, they didn't say Pokemon Z, ah. but a follow-up. And so I'm wondering if maybe just the timing had to do with the color scheme of the legendary and they were you might be right Kalos mm-hmm. game into the mix. This reminds me of the AM2R getting shut down because they were working yeah. on the Metroid 2 remake yeah. at the same time. Huh. So like that might be you might be. Yeah, maybe something. we cracked the code. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, on that fun note, uh, you know, we do have to get moving forward here. So I think it's about time to check in on the Nintendo eShop. The Nintendo eShop is having massive Black Friday sales, gigantic discounts across so, so many games. I'm going to take a second here, just open my Switch and look at everything, everything involved. In the meantime, has anyone else uh, checked any of this out? Have you got any new games that you've been playing lately from this? So I haven't bought anything on the sale, but I've played a lot of the games that are on the sale. Uh, one that, I mean, I think a lot of people will be interested in is Hades is mm-hmm. on sale, but not only is Hades on sale, the other games released by Supergiant Games, the developer of Hades are also on sale and I have played both of those. I haven't played Hades yet. Uh, so that's Bastion and a Transistor, both really great games. Uh, if you're sort of on the fence about Hades because it's a roguelike, but you think it looks rad. Uh, these games are sort of the the predecessors to to Hades in terms of both style and it seems gameplay from what I've yeah. from what I've seen. So like if and they're not roguelikes, so like if you think you might dig that game but are afraid of it being a roguelike, check out their other games and you'll you'll get a taste of what what's coming in Hades. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're all on sale and they're I think really really cheap, but I can't see their prices anymore because I <laughs> Hades is twenty dollars, Bastion is three dollars, and Transistor is four dollars. So yeah, Transistor and Bastion for those prices are like that's like Good a deal. Steal. Yeah, so no brainer. So I got two games for fifteen dollars each. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. Uh, I got. I also found out that it has Assassin's Creed, I think, Liberation on it, uh, which was like a PS Vita game. Um, also remastered. Cool bonus that I didn't realize. Yep. This was a Wii U launch title that I was really excited to get because I'm from Boston and this is about like colonial Boston. And so this time I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll get it on the Switch, sort of forward upgrade the game so I don't have to ever play my Wii U again. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, oh man, it's ugly. There's so many cutscenes, and the whole game is just, like, quick time events, and it's... Yeah, that game exists in, like, a weird period, where it was, like, right before the last PlayStation stuff launched, and so it's, like, at the the peak of what that PS3, Xbox 360 generation could do, and then also, like, Ubisoft is not particularly, uh adapt at porting their back catalog to switch from my experience so like those two factors working together yeah from what i hear make assassin's creed 3 not a great mm. there's that and and just like the movement it feels like if it could feel ugly to play a game Oof. and not just look at a game as ugly but like i don't even know it's just <laughs> it's not the best <laughs> So I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimate because I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but I've heard a lot of people in my life, you know, throughout the years have suggested Monster Hunter, and I never could get into it. There was a free 3DS demo at some point, but uh, you know, I've heard this game is a great time to check it out, and so get it for 75% off sounds great to me. Heyo. 
All right, I can jump in with a suggestion. Yeah. Um, this one, I haven't... This is something that I want to buy um, because I haven't played this version of the game and I haven't played it on Switch and I think it would play really well on Switch. Uh, and that's Catherine Full Body. Oh. It's almost half off right now. And I think the way that the puzzles exist in that game would be really satisfying to play on Switch. Uh, so if you haven't... I mean, Catherine, it, it's an... It, it's a slightly problematic game, I'll say, but also it's just fun. Like, it's just fun to play. Um, and so that, I think, it, you know, it's half off right now, so, like, why not? It's a newer game, uh, and I think the puzzles would be really fun to play on Switch, so I'm probably going to pick that one up. Are they, like, short bursts? No, it, it's, I mean, kind of. They're, like, uh, I would say they're, like, ten-ish minutes. Okay. Maybe there's a timer for for each of the puzzle levels, um, and basically you climb up this tower, uh, and you have to like shift blocks around. And it, it's been years since I played the first one, but basically it's like a giant tower climbing puzzle game plus that kind of like atlas slice yeah. of life. Uh, you exist in a space and have friends, uh, and and they come together to kind of have this story about love and lust and all that. Um, <laughs> But I think the puzzles would work really well on Switch, which is what I had the most fun with in the nice. game. So that's why I suggest that. Uh, and then another one that I have is Coffee Talk. That one's under $10. I think it's, yeah, it's nine seventy four according to my computer. Uh, and it's just, I played that at the start of quarantine. And it's just like this nice, calming visual novel and like barista sim um, where you just make coffee. Uh, and make friends, and they're monsters. And I think that's kind of nice. nice. Uh, and it's definitely, like, I don't know if I would recommend it at full price, but on sale, yes, definitely. It's a nice waste of, you know, five to seven hours, depending oh, on how nice. much time you put into okay. it. Okay. So. Is it kind of personality-wise, like, what if Animal Crossing took place in a bar, and you weren't decorating stuff, you were just talking to people? Um, a little bit. It's a little more adult than that. But kind of, yeah, it's, um, okay. I don't know, the best way I can describe it is, it's, it was like this mobile game that I played years ago called Bar Oasis, which was like a bartending thing, but it was also a visual novel. Um, but yeah, you just get to, like, there are a couple of regulars, and they have a story that plays out, and you get to learn their recipes and me- either memorize them, and then they, there's, like, an unlimited mode where you just make coffee constantly and that's kind of fun too it's just like a nice little calming game uh good music it's pretty so yeah coffee talk coffee talk yeah coffee talk talk yeah i'm sorry but this this kind of makes me want the developer to make a cheers video game <laughs> no that would be sick cheers video that would be game. so cool you get the theme song and you like talk to everybody <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Have you seen? There's this you tweet play about as a Frasier video game, and everyone goes oh Norm <laughs> when you talk to them. <laughs> That's good, dude. You pitch that. So, is the Frasier video game real? No, the Frasier video game is not real. But oh, oh my god, I have to. I'll find it and I'll send it, we'll it in real. our like Discord because it's it's funny. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, you're welcome. Someone made a, I think, a trailer for a Seinfeld video game. I don't think it was a legit video game. I think but was this maybe it was, was this in Dreams? Cool. Was this Colton Stock? No, no. This was like a. I think there was like a. I think someone made like a an advertisement for a theoretical Seinfeld video game. Oh, I think I know. I think I've Did seen Colton that video. Did Colton do that? I'm trying to think of how that would even play. A game about nothing. 
Alex, I've seen you playing a lot of Nino Kuni. How is that? That is $15, I believe, in the sale. Ooh. Yeah, 75% off. I, I, there's, a, there's a long story for me for this game. So Nino Kuni was originally a DS game that only came out in Japan. And one of the draws for the game was that it, it came with this really elaborate companion book called The Wizard's Companion, aptly named, mm-hmm. uh, that, like, had this really... Uh, it's, it's, like, sort of like a manual, but it's not written like a game manual. It's written, like, f- from the perspective of you exist in this world. Sure. And so, like, it talks about your abilities as if, ah. like, a, from an in-universe perspective. That's and cool. so, like, it gives you, like, a list of your spells. It talks about alchemy recipes for things you can make talks about the creatures you'll encounter talks about weapons i give you these little vignette stories that are sort of told from like a fairy tale sort of voice and it's just such a it was such a beautiful sort of idea for a sort of lore delivery mechanism for a video game that i was really intrigued by that game never came out on ds in the west but it did come they did port it to ps3 really like amped it up and made it a, a much like more expansive not ds studio ghibli game. worked on it didn't they yeah and it and studio ghibli did a lot of the the animation and artwork right yeah. uh and you can feel that throughout the, the entire game like it's it got this really beautiful anime art style yeah. and even as you're playing like a lot of anime games they don't really look quite like anime as you're playing but this one gets really really close nice uh and anyway i played it on bought it on ps3 but then that was like i don't know 2014 and people were moving on from the ps3 and then eventually so did i and i never finished it but i got it on switch and uh you know with switch being portable and stuff it was just a lot easier to get through the game and i'm getting pretty close to the end now combat system in the game is like kind of meh and the, it's sort of childish, but as you go through it and get further, the game sort of, the story gets more mature. Okay. But, you know, really charming game. If you love uh, Ghibli movies, this is very much in that vein. It's like a Ghibli video game. It is a Ghibli yeah. video game. Level 5, too, if you're a fan of that uh, oh, studio R.I.P. Yeah. Back when Level 5 was good. Um, but yeah, like, it's a, it's a not-too-long RPG, and that's a nice thing to have now. Yeah, totally. Cool. Dark Alex, what you been up to? What are those video games in the shadow world like these days? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they're crazy. Uh, my my favorite that is um, super liminal that I've been playing Ooh, a little bit, yeah. which is a really cool game. I, I really, I've actually, I saw a demo of it on YouTube like three years ago or something. It's probably longer, honestly. Um, I, I don't remember though. But ever, ever since I saw it, I was like, when is this game going to come out? It looks so cool, uh, and it's finally out. And um, I, I got it when it came out on the Switch because I was just excited to play it. And it's really fun. It's like a, it's a first-person sh- uh, puzzler, kind of like Portal, I guess. So if you're a Portal fan, then this should be up your alley. But the core mechanic of the game is just perspective, and you can change the size of objects depending on where you drop them in a room. You know, if you hold a quarter close to your face, it's much bigger than if you hold a quarter far away from your face. And and that physically changes the properties of that object. Uh, it's kind of a... Sh- it's, some, some people said it's a short game. I thought it was fine. You know, you could definitely get through the whole thing in one sitting. But, um, yeah, I oh. just... I, it's just a super neat game. Uh, super typically, it's 1999. Oh. Uh, it's a what? So, it's, it's a super liminal game. Never forget about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super fun game if that's what you're trying to say that because it's uh that's what i meant to say yeah 
That's totally what you're trying to say. Good save, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's uh, $13.99 currently. So that's definitely worth a pickup, I think. And um, the other game that, that I was also thinking is uh, Piku Niku, which is a <gasps> game I got a long time ago. TVT. <laughs> yeah, I was right? going to make sure that you talked about oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good times. It- if if anyone wants to uh, YouTube search the worst interview of my life, maybe you'll find something special. <laughs> <laughs> or this is the worst interview of my life. This is the worst interview of my life. The famous words of a great interview. I, I'm I'm not going to move on that. That's a great interview. Um, but, uh, it's usually twelve ninety nine, and it's only yeah. like three dollars. So I definitely, I definitely would pick it up. Three dollars, like, what? Well, you got three dollars in your pocket, you know? Three twenty-four. Yeah, that's less than a coffee. Macklemore saying about m- more than that, less than that. He's got more than that. Who knows these days with inflation? Oh, that's true. He's probably has a lot more than that. Yeah, I, it's it was it was just, it was just you know a couple years. The price of a dollar could be anything these days. Could be two dollars. <laughs> Crazy. Well, did he invest it? Like, did he put it in a bank? No, just like, his pocket. How how does is Macklemore holding on? He just put the twenty dollars in his pocket. <laughs> just his pocket. <laughs> so it would depreciate like all the other money. Yeah. He still just, just has twenty dollars. And it gets kind of stinky. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wash his pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just left it there. <laughs> he transfers it from one pair of pants to another, and just over time, it just gets gross. <laughs> How about Rayman Legends? Has anyone played this? Big discount on a cla- modern classic. I have never played a Rayman game. I played it. It looks fun. I've never played it. It's all right. I prefer Origins. Oh. Mm. Origins just has more cohesion, I guess. Legends just jumping into paintings like Mario 64 oh. style for every level. And so like the worlds kind of flow together, but not really. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's still, if you liked Rayman Origins, it's a, it's another one of those. So worth playing for that reason i like it better on wii u because of the the cool co-op thing with with the touch oh yeah that's not that's not a thing anymore right but it's still still pretty good game i remember watching a rayman review a while ago like between legends and origins and i always forget which one is the one he liked and which one was the one he didn't like so i like origins better although legends contains most of origins inside of it they redid a bunch of levels I mean, the, the, it works pretty well. They work pretty well redone in the Legends style because they're not one-one remakes of the Origins levels. They're sort of adapted to the changes to the gameplay, and so like they don't, the levels don't really work in the same way. But most of them are there. But so hypothetically, like I could play this and not really play Origins ever, and it wouldn't really matter. Uh, I mean, no, not really. You wouldn't be getting the like cohesion of the origins where it has like the you're sort of moving through a story and you're like things happen okay and that doesn't have like the, the they're just extra bonus levels it's just kind of platforming challenges strung yeah. together yeah oh do they All both right. have the music uh, levels because i do remember the music levels from one of them at least so origins doesn't have music levels like legends does legends does uh, covers of popular songs for its music levels for most of its music levels mm. oh. origins doesn't do that but it does have similar style levels where there's like really amped up music and you're just running gotcha but yeah that that's one of the the key the, the key selling points of legends i say is the music levels yeah i definitely dig those i don't even remember how i saw those because i don't think i've ever played the game so they were one of the, the popular surprises so it's probably someone probably streamed yeah, them. probably i also got uh toe jam and earl back in the groove Ooh. i don't know if anyone's ever played toe jam and earl I've before those funky guys I saw that came back, and I have no context for it 
aside from that, it came back. Yeah, I have like fake nostalgia for it because I played it on the Wii Virtual Console. Nice. Sega Genesis games. Yeah, I came to the Wii Virtual Console and I was like, this is the first time I could play Sega Genesis and Toe Jam and Earl were there and I was like, that's a funny name. <laughs> so I, I got real hyped for Toe Jam and Earl on the Wii Virtual Console. So Colin, how old were you when this happened? Oh, I think this was about 11 years old, maybe 10. Oh, man. So young. yeah, <laughs> baby Colin playing and, in the attic. Well, the remake, I think it's a one-to-one remake. Yeah. Playing in the attic. <laughs> um, it seems a lot less fun, but granted, I w- I'm not a 10 year old who says, haha, it's toe jam. I'm, <laughs> I'm a 24-year-old who says, ha-ha, it's Toe Jam. So you're saying the remake, the remake is less fun, or Toe Jam and Earl in general is less fun? Uh, yeah, no, I think it was just kind of like, I mean, I mean, first of all, I think part of it is that it's like, it's a pretty one-to-one remake of a Sega Genesis game. Like, it's a, mm. the gameplay is pretty outdated, like, there wasn't a lot to remake there. Sure. And it's faithful, but like, it's just not that interesting anymore. Sure. It's but it's like fun and flashy and it's got like the 90s funkin' groove. Like I love Toe Jam and Earl. It's definitely something. It's a brand worth bringing back. But um this is this is a little too retro. Uh that's not that's not to say don't get it if you're not about that kind of stuff. Like, you know, people should definitely check it out and it's on sale like If you're not about that kind of stuff though, like it's not it's not a must play or anything. Yeah, no, it's definitely like if you're a 90s kid and you you're like got the triangle squiggle backgrounds and the funky colors and he's got, you know, a backwards hat on like Yeah. I don't know. It's it just feels very like it is a nostalgia game, and uh, there's more to mine there. There's there's more gold for the future, but this one right now is just like remember when? Hmm. Is it a sequel or is it just a remaster? Not just a remaster. Is it a sequel or a remaster? Uh, it's not entirely clear to me. I haven't played much of it, and I, I also haven't gone back to the original like to check if the levels are one to one. Right. Um, I just kind of fiddled around with it for a few minutes and said, yeah, this is Toe Jam and Earl. This is, you know, it's about the same. Gotcha. But it is like, it's also a great way to preserve a classic. Like, we're in this weird space where there's no virtual console. There's no, like, every yeah. kind of old game is getting brought back to life in its own unique way. And I am 100% here for this direction of Toe Jam and Earl. Like, if you're going to bring back an old game like that, this looks way better than, you know, releasing it pixel perfect. This, I believe the animations are hand-drawn. Like, it it looks super cool. It's flashy. Nice. Yeah, it's certainly been a trend with um, a lot of old games that have been being brought back, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Mm-hmm. DuckTales Remastered? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the sweet spot for me in terms of, like, games I'd love to see remastered are, like, 90s maybe late 80s pc games it's like commander keen's a good example they ported keen dreams to switch but i'd love to see the other ones like actually given a budget do they have mist on switch now yeah mist real mist is on switch Uh, i own that actually i haven't really finished it yet but i have but it's it's pretty all right uh i'd love to see hocus pocus i don't know if you guys ever played that Mm -hmm. it's a game i played on no. shareware carmen san diego though oh yeah carmen san diego they're, they're rebooting oh, that aren't they i love carmen san diego so like, yeah oh that would be great bring back the games too uh like they've got they they brought those doom games uh to switch and it's like man i'd love to see more of that era of pc mm-hmm. gaming just show mm-hmm. up you know i feel like those games outside yeah. of like totally the pc store enclaves like they don't really have a lot of love 
Also, the 2016 Doom is on sale right now, and I recommend picking that up if you don't. I have just that, bought I, that. Oh, oh, that's a yeah. great. Uh, yeah, that one is so good. You, fun well, I, I haven't played it before, so I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm having a nice. blast. I wanted a game <laughs> where I could just like shoot stuff and not have any feelings about it outside of like, yeah. So yeah, that's really <laughs> scratching <Yeah>. that itch. <laughs> 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 well, and the melee kills are so satisfying too. Oh man! Yo, like, yeah, kind of so miss fast. a little bit. Click the stick. Ooh, oh, yeah, it feels amazing. No, there, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Doomslayer for Smash, Isabel's best friend. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> There's no way. I, I can't see that happening. He's too violent of a character, but that'd be great. No, I could. I don't know. I could see it happening. Corrin's got a chainsaw arm. Joker's got a gun. He yeah, could use, like, he's... alien laser weapons. I, I don't know. I really feel like it could happen. I guess. I guess you got, like, Snake in there. Yeah! Yeah, you got Snake. Yeah. That's what uh, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. I know, I, I recently heard Doom Eternal is, um, they're, they're not going to be doing a physical release for Switch, unfortunately, but it's still coming to yeah, Switch. such a shame. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's bizarre that it's bizarre that it's going digital but not physical. I hope that's not like a red flag or anything. I guess maybe Microsoft doesn't want the game on the like physical storefronts like people go to Target and see Doom on the Switch. I feel like it's because it's so late and like the so it sort of missed the initial right. hype train for that game. And I know the I know Doom 2016 did too, but that was like one of the first Switch games. So it's not like it had a lot of competition yeah. at retail. Yeah. And it was also one of those things like, oh, look what the Switch can handle. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, we all know that I can play it now, so. Yeah. I wonder how well the Switch can handle Eternal. Well, maybe it can't if they have to take this long. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, right. Anyway, so we were talking about some puzzle games earlier, uh, and one that I played uh, this is another one of those games I got before and then actually finished on Switch is The Talos Principle. Oh. Uh, and the best way I can describe game? it is it's kind of like Portal, but not. I finished it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I got, I got, I think most of the stars, if not all the stars also. Well if you know done. What those are. Yeah. I applaud you. Really good game. I didn't play the DLC like side content, but like, yeah, good, good game fun personality it's a lot like portal in terms of gameplay not in the sense that like you're jumping through portals but like you go into these puzzle rooms and you're dealing with a computer that's like telling you to solve puzzles you're like but why do i solve these puzzles (laughs) Uh, and, and things will kill you if you fail to solve the puzzles so that's also fun and as you go the way the story sort of unravels is really fascinating and fun that's really cool that you were able to finish it i i love that game too but i i I always stop playing because, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be doing puzzles and I'll be feeling really good when I figure it out, and then one day I'll just I'll I'll run into a puzzle that I just can't figure out and then put it down and then never return to it. <laughs> they get like super complex as yeah. you go further. Like most of the puzzle rooms are pretty isolated, but then they start crossing over. Yes! Oh other. my god! <laughs> and so oh. it's like. So it's like you got to place this thing here and you got to go over to the other puzzle room and place this thing here. And if you do that, then if you go to this third puzzle room, you can see a thing. Yeah, it, it gets pretty nuts. There's also a thing where um, it's made by the same people who made the Serious Sam series. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I don't know if you you probably did this. Did you put that statue together on that one map? I don't think I did that, but I saw a lot of other Serious oh, okay. Sam references. I haven't played the Serious Sam game, so I had to like look this stuff up. I was like, why is there this weird alien monster? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never played that game either. They're coming to Switch, by the way. Oh, really? Oh. Serious Sam. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, well I- we got to check them out. Serious Sam Knight. 
serious Sam Knight. <laughs> top priority on my list right now. I don't know if yeah. they're my thing, but I know that. They're, yeah, they're not. They're, they're not super my thing either. But um, I I had never you know known those games when I was playing this game. And there's a map where you can build this statue with these piece these pieces of the statue scattered across the map. And I just found these rocks, uh-huh. and I I somehow figured out that like you can put these together. And I was going everywhere around just looking for these rocks, and I finally put them together. And it, it makes a statue of this like this alien. And then all of a sudden, there's like this big roar when you finish it, and it comes to life. And I flipped out because like this is not a game where you fight things. You, yeah, <laughs> you have right. no means of defending yourself. I thought I was like launching right. myself into a totally different game, and it was about to die. Um, and I think it just disappears or something. So it, that that just freaked me out when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> They have a lot of really goofy serious Sam Easter eggs. Yeah. It's, it's lovely. I don't even I don't, you know, like I said, I don't even know those games, but it's sort of fun. It's still really fun to find them. Fun. Yeah, it's very silly because it's a very deep and philosophical puzzle game. And then when you run into these things, it's like so out of place. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, in the canon of the game, like they are Easter eggs. Like that's what they are. Oh, so really? they really oh. are. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's so a funny. good meta joke. That's all I'll say about the story. One other game that I thought I'd mention, because I'm excited to try it, I have not opened it yet, is Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Ooh, I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. So, this is a Donkey Kong Country-like from the makers of Donkey Kong Country originally, and Banjo-Kazooie, sort of reunited in a new studio called Platonic Games, made ukulele a couple years ago, which I didn't really like. It kind of sold itself as the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. But I don't know, I feel like the characters lack a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. The world did too. Like... I didn't... It didn't really click with me. It's like spread itself too thin, I feel like. That's one way to describe it. Um, But this one seems like it takes the series in a whole new direction that kind of is better for the size of the studio maybe or maybe they just had a better idea how to make a cohesive game out of they're uh, they're a lot more competent at what they're doing yeah yeah i don't know this one just got much better reviews and hype across the board and so i'm excited for it and i love donkey kong country i love tropical freeze i've been speed running a bunch of those levels i love using the leaderboard modes so goodbye if you haven't got it yet Oh, I thought you were telling us goodbye. <laughs> oh. So, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. So, get out of here if you have a body. What are you doing? <laughs> so, is Tropical Freeze on sale? Uh, I don't know. I don't think Tropical Freeze is on sale, but uh, Impossible Lair is. So, if you want to knock off, sorry, Donkey Kong, but, you know, maybe get yourself on sale sometimes. <laughs> if you're looking for a gorilla game, I know Ape Out is on sale. Ape Out? I've never heard of Ape Out. Oh, I heard about that. Ape Out is, um, I, I I have not played it, but it's been on my wish list forever. And you know what? Maybe it's time to pick it up. It's only $7.50. Um, half off. Basically, you're just a gorilla trying to, I believe, escape a zoo or you're escaping something. But you're a gorilla on the loose and you're just beating up a bunch of people. It's kind of like Hotline Miami if you were a gorilla. Which, like, that's <laughs> so appealing to me. So That's fun. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just pick this up soon. Uh, yeah, I love that. Okay. Maybe I will, too. <laughs> And one last thing that I wanted to bring up, because it's a special anniversary release, uh, is the original Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light is coming out on December 4th. 
this episode is dropping, you know, depending on when I finish editing it, uh, but I believe that will be a couple days in the future, so check that out. It is the original Fire Emblem game for the NES uh, Famicom in Japan because it did not release anywhere else. Um, it debuted Marth, it debuted the Fire Emblem franchise, and, uh, you know, it's the first time that it's releasing officially in English. Um, so we are going to drop something cool next month. Does anyone have anything to say for our listeners before we head out here? Hope you guys had a nice Thanksgiving and played lots of video games. Happy Thanksgiving and thanks for listening. Stay frosty. Woo! Stay frosty. (laughs) I love it. Well, everybody, that is all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like our show, please feel free to subscribe and give us a quick positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. It is a small act of support that really helps people find our show. It's good for them. It's good for us. It's good for you guys to see our community grow. It really helps us out. If you are an epic gamist and you have an epic game question or you got reactions to what we said or fun Nintendo stories you want to share, please send it to epicgamist at gmail.com and you can follow Epic Gamist on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of different places for different kinds of stuff. Pick your favorite platforms. If you are listening right now, if you can hear me, we know that you stuck with us. We know you're hardcore. And again, we are just getting restarted here. So much so that those accounts I mentioned don't actually have any posts or profile pictures or anything. (laughs) So you're not in the wrong place. But the goal, ultimately, is to have fun waiting for you on any apps you choose all powered by a charity-driven Patreon so that gamers can give back while supporting all kinds of fun content made just for you. Literally just for you, because of the Patreon requests. So every listen, like, retweet, share, every follow on those accounts, whatever way that you want to support us, even for free, still fuels the same good goal. So we are really counting on you, Mario Party Top 452 of you, to help us raise awareness and spread the word and get more gamers giving back for fun when it's up we'll tell you nintendo week is brought to you by our hosts alex plant tweet at legend of lex lee albanese tweet at enalanes that's e-n-a-l-a-n-e-s jackson murphy tweet at cheaper by 12 film and dark alex tweet into the abyss and destroy yourself Myself, tweet at Colin McIsaac. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C. Nintendo Week is a fan show. We are not affiliated with or operated by Nintendo, and we do not represent the brand in any way. All opinions expressed are our very own, and all games played are purchased, not provided, unless otherwise stated. It stays super liminal. (laughs) (laughs) All right.